And it's, yeah, it's the only reason I wouldn't kill baby Hitler because 100 years later, Quentin Tarantino would not be able to make his masterpiece. So, you know, that's... <laughs> Fair enough. A bit, of a, a bit of a philosophical question. Is an unintentional cuck just as powerful as an intentional cuck? I like the um, notion that the homeless man is an Eagle Boys Ultra. <laughs> the very aggressive option is that he whips out his dong and takes a piss on the lawn. That's why. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favourite late night shows and package them into a podcast. On today's episode, we've got the final part of our best friend check with the Sen edition, as well as giving you guys tips on how to turn from the beta to the alpha in your next social situation in Cock or Be Cucked. Anyway, to wrap up the week is me, Miguel. We've got Kush. Howdy, boys. Rohit. Hello, hello. And Sen, as always. G'day. Um, I've got a couple of quick things for this week. Um, so the, the the Black Lives Matter protest here in Sydney happened over the weekend, and they originally cancelled it, and then literally 10 minutes before the protest, they allowed it to happen. But the reason they wanted to cancel it was because of the obvious um, concerns about the pandemic and the second wave. But I just find that very um, hip, hypocritical from the government, considering they let a 5G protest happened the week before, like where I think there was about a thousand people showed up to chant arrest Bill Gates, and they were completely fine with it. They're like, go on, have have your fun, and then mm. yeah, they they thought this was a bad idea, uh, but obviously it still went ahead, and hopefully there's no second wave that comes from it. I've also got a story about a four day week. So Jacinda Ardern, who's the Prime Minister of New Zealand, has suggested this week that the entire of New Zealand could be moving to a four day week. Um, and it's been trialed before by various companies in New Zealand and even here in Australia. And there's one, I think it was Perpetual Guardian in the in New Zealand, which is like a, they're like a financial planning firm. And they've actually permanently moved to a four-day week. And they found that productivity has not only stayed at the same level, but increased. So I want to mm. open it up to you boys. Do you think a four-day week is something you'd want? Is it something you think it's a good idea? Give me your thoughts. More war zone mm. time, baby. <laughs> no, look, I actually have experience with, because um, where, I, where I currently work at, it's a six-day week than a four-day week. So in that second part, in the four-day week, I do find that I actually work way more effectively. It's it's actually something that I've noticed like only recently, just like up, up until that end, you know, the, the fourth day, I work far more effectively. I guess that's just, perhaps it's the four-day, six-day thing, I don't know. Yeah, um, I had a one-day week back when I was close to unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed that as well if they want to pitch that idea. But um no, in actual seriousness, no. Kush, I have a question. Like with the four day versus the five day, six day, whatever you do now, mm-hmm. like do you expect to be paid the same for working less? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's the same same hours because you're still working ten days out of the two weeks, right? But mm. if if you know it went to two four day weeks, right? I think I'd want to be I think surely you get paid the same, but don't. Isn't the whole point of four day week you work now ten hours a day instead of eight? Ah, uh, so you're saying it's like a extended hours, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's How extended it's like hours. From, yeah. What from nine till nine till eight or something? Nine till seven. Yeah, so it gets up with two hours, but I think I think you'd rather have that than I'd rather have three three weekends. No. Three. Oh, three day weekends. Yeah. <laughs> three Sorry. day weekends. Yeah. No, but is this like you know who came up with the idea? It's a 5-2 split now. You know what I mean? Was it a 7-0 and then maybe like, you know, I'm asking questions I'm never going to be answered by any of you, but I'll throw them anyway. Like maybe, you know, a thousand years ago, was it a 6-1 and now it's a 5-2 and it's just a natural progression. We're going to go to, you know, 4-3. They started with the rest day. No, I was going to say, isn't 5-2 the diet? The five vegetables, two fruits. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so they all just came fruits? from the same fruit. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't Whatever. That, fruit. that pyramid, that health, that health pyramid's a lie anyway. You know, the one where it's like... <laughs> The grains, red, at the grains, yeah. As it goes up, poultry less, whatever. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. I, but 
obviously like the four day week can't be a thing for all like it's not a blanket rule for all occupations like obviously doctors you can't fucking have them working four days obviously you <laughs> like by definition they would have to be working you know seven days a week on call whatever and i feel like a lot of like financial services um like politicians stuff like that sports people like they'd still be working that normal routine i think it's only like schools for example school teachers they'd have to still be doing five days a week so I think it's only a small minority of like occupations where they could realistically move to a four-day week whilst maintaining the, the levels of productivity and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. With the schools thing, though, you reckon they could fit into four days? Like There was a lot, I feel. I barely you know, learned anything in five days, so there's, there's no way <laughs> you can move that to a four-day. <laughs> oh, I would love a three-day weekend, though. Like, okay, I was having this conversation the other day as well. What day is your favorite day of the week? Friday. Oh, wait, as in, oh, wait, including the weekends? Yeah, yeah, the whole week's then, Monday to Sunday, okay, right. maybe. Uh, no, still Friday or Saturday, for sure. Friday evenings, you reckon? Five yeah, Friday Because I was thinking yeah. Friday evenings is the best. Because, like, Friday evenings, you have a good time, you go out. Saturday, you know, you can go out again. And then Sunday's, like, the rest day. You recover, prepare yourself for work. Mm. As Jesus for the next intended. Monday. Exactly right. <laughs> but then if it was switched to, like, a three-day weekend, would Thursday nights be the best night of the week? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it, just, it just moves one day forward. No, one day back, <laughs> you whatever. You have your bender, and then you have three days to look forward to, not two days. Oh, dude, I feel like you know, right now, Sundays is like a dreadful time. Like you really only have Saturday to have your weekend because Sundays, it's just, I don't know. I just have the, you know, that overwhelming sense of dread that Monday's coming. I got to wake up at 6 a.m. Go, no, go to you work. Don't. No, well, hang on. You've been working from home the last three months. So I, I haven't mind Sundays, to be honest. It's still the same. You can still sleep at like 12.31 and you just got to get up at 8.55. It's all good. Mm. Is it also a coincidence, <laughs> Ro, that we record this podcast on a Sunday? Yeah, well, I've got to, I've got to have something to brighten up, not brighten up my life, to be honest. But um, yeah, anyways, Miguel, you uh, had a competition that you wanted to run by me, I believe. You haven't told me about it. Oh, yeah. So, so it came to mind when I saw something in the news recently, which is coming up at the end of this week. So that gyms are allowed to reopen now, uh, which, as, as you said, is good news for me and you. Because over the years, we've notoriously talked up a big gym game from subtle Facebook wall posts in high school to let the world know, you know, we've started to go to the gym at the old age of 15, I believe it was, to more recently mm. where we put... Post for some reason, post topless pictures of ourselves on Instagram when we don't even have results. I don't know why we're doing that, Ro. Uh, but but now that gyms are opening up, I thought it'd be the perfect time to finally follow through on all all this big talk we've had and start up a friendly competition. So I post a challenge to you, Ro. Hit who can get fitter and into better shape by summer 2021, where the loser has to eat Australia's hottest hot sauce. You remember that hot sauce, Roey? One of the worst nights of my life. A top bottom bottom five worst nights of my life. That is the night I thought I was dying, and I. Uh, thought i had to call the ambulance because i ingested too much of that hot sauce so i'm not really keen to lose this to have that happen yeah, again. so there, there's the motivation for you right are you accepting the challenge yeah i'll accept i'll accept um i guess we gotta figure out how to i guess measure it maybe i was thinking just off the top of my a body scan potentially um before and after we can compare those two where do you even get a body scan these days i'm sure you, I'm sure we can find it COVID? I, I reckon yeah we'll, what we'll do then maybe next week we'll, we'll do a before body scan we'll uh we'll scan ourselves up give our results maybe do a banter reviews i think that's a good idea i think you guys maybe yeah do your body scan we'll figure out five metrics we'll do a banter reviews of both miguel and rohit next week we'll do so basically before and then at the end of this we'll do a after review of both miguel and rohit and we'll see how who comes out on top does that sound fair to both of you we're giving kush and send free license to rip into us yeah i mean we'll parade ourselves in front of them oil up and then (laughs) as jesus intended ready for what happens yeah, exactly right. Let's do it. Maybe December 1. December 1, 2020, Miguel. Me and you. Showdown. You Six months. 
So for the last iteration of the best friend check, the game where we test each other on our friendships, we've got old mate Sen with a question. So take it away, mate. Yeah, thanks, Migs. Um, it's, I guess, it's the most uh, anticipated fourth and final installment of the best friend check. Uh, I guess some people would say saving the best to last. Some would no. also say who said that? a massive waste of time, given that I've already proven I am the best friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, Sen, can you make it four from four somehow? <laughs> <laughs> I think by default, I already win my own quiz, right? I know the answers. (laughs) Um, I thought it'd be good to recap the points and maybe jog the listeners' memories of what happened in the last couple of iterations of this game. Um, So if I cast the listeners' minds back a few weeks ago when we went through Rose's life, uh, well, Rose's quiz, and to be honest, it was a pretty shambolic display from all of us, um, (laughs) particularly Cush and Migs. Um, But I somehow Stephen Bradbury my way to victory in that edition. Um, So I was one from zero there. Um, and the next was the Miguel best friend check. Um, and this time my win was not, uh, my win was nothing short of comprehensive. If you will. <laughs> I, I was like Celtic in the Scottish Premier League. Uh, it was me first, Daylight second, and the other two, well, frankly, <laughs> who gives a shit? Not even in the frame. Um, and then finally last week we had the Kush, uh, Kush edition, and that was surprisingly close. I credit where credit's due. Uh, Migs gave, made that one quite competitive. But again, I was like... Put, uh, put the pressure on? You did. You put the pressure on. But uh, I was like England at the 2019 Cricket World Cup. I took it to a super over and I got the job done. <laughs> These sports references are just flying over everyone's head right now. <laughs> uh, well, you, you didn't get that cricket reference, Kush? No, I did, but just everyone else. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm categorically the best friend. Um, but for the sake of completeness, and we do need to kill 10 minutes of content on this podcast, we'll do my quiz. Mm. Um, so I'll begin. So the first question... Um, it's a nice easy one. What is my birthday? And this one's multiple choice. Is it A, March 2nd, B, March 20th, C, March 22nd, or D, March 32nd? A lot of twos. Comedy show as always. All right. It is March 20th. Correct. That's what I like. It is March 20th. All right. Well done, all three of you. Uh, I will say the first couple of questions are pretty easy. And then after this, it just gets kind of musty. And I apologize in advance for that. Um, so the second question is, what is my favorite TV show? Again, multiple choice. Is it A, The Simpsons, season three to nine, B, Community, <laughs> C, How I Met Your Mother, or D, Game of Thrones? Ooh, mm. of all time. I'm going to lock in Simpsons, seasons three to nine. Hold on, but that's not a TV show. That's a specific portion <laughs> of a TV show. <laughs> the rate okay. they're going, it's about one eighth of a TV show. Can we classify that as a TV show? It's my quiz, man. I can make the answer whatever I want. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's not a trick question, though, is it, Sen? No, no. It's not a trick question. It's not a trick question. Yeah, okay. Question. Well, I'll lock that okay, in. So we are sure. classifying that as a TV show. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm putting it as Simpsons as well. I didn't think I'd get questioned that much about my questions, to be honest with you. But yes, <laughs> you're all correct. Um, the Simpsons is my favorite TV show. Um, season three to nine. Season well, no, yeah, three just to quick, nine. quickly, though. Season, uh, season, uh, Simpsons season 10 or Game of Thrones? As in, which one would I prefer to watch? Mm. Yeah, Game of Thrones for sure. The Simpsons falls off very quickly after season nine. It, yeah, there's only so much you can write about five cartoon characters. <laughs> and at that point, there were about 180 episodes in, so they were running out of ideas, and they still are. <laughs> um, so my third question is, what is my favorite movie? Is it A, Blade Runner, the director's cut? B, <laughs> Blade Runner, the final cut? <laughs> C, Blade Runner, the theatrical cut? Or D, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> oh, oh dearie me. All right. So we've, um, I've got an answer for this. 
we were speaking about this on the weekend, Sen, so uh, I'm pretty Which confident, so I'll let the, uh, the other two <laughs> answer it first. Uh, it makes... The director's cut is up there. No way theatrical cut. Mm, okay. Whatever the second one is, I forgot. Final cut. Which one did Blade we watch? Twenty forty nine, maybe. I think Blade we Runner watched the directors, right? I think we, we watched the director's cut. Really, Scott, we watched the director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah, yeah. Mm. had to underline it in every essay we wrote. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go D. Whatever. If it's a trick question. It's a trick question. I'm going Inglorious as well. And Rohit, I will lock in Inglorious Bastards. All right, you're all correct there as well. So you're all three from three. This is the best start we've ever had, I think. <laughs> Just a quick tangent. On the weekend, we discussed, like, we had, a, we had a hypothetical question. Would you kill baby Hitler if you could? And uh, Sen pointed out he wouldn't because it would ruin his favorite movie that would never be made. And it's, yeah, it's the only reason. I wouldn't kill baby Hitler because 100 years later, Quentin Tarantino would not be able to make his masterpiece. So, you know, that's... Fair enough. Why would I rob humanity of that? Six million Jews, masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, toss it up, 50-50. Go on. You know, how, I wouldn't deny the world Christoph Waltz performance in that movie. Um, so the next question is, how many jobs have I worked? And this one's not multiple choice. All right. Ooh. All right, bro. Say the numbers. We'll listen. No, nah, no. Nah, this is this is now in my head. I've, uh, I've made that mistake <laughs> one too many times. <laughs> All right. I'd like to lock in three. All right. Rose gone three. Migs? Five. Kushagra? Five. I'm going four. Well, Migs, you are absolutely correct. It is five. No, I'll, I'll run you through my resume. I'll walk you through it, as they say in the interview. Uh, it all started when I worked for my cousin's uh, takeaway shop, a curry takeaway shop. Oh, I forgot about that one. The local. The, the local, local, baby. I worked five hours on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And on the Sunday night, my cousin would literally open up the cash register, pull out notes of the cash register, literally put it in a brown paper bag and hand it to me. <laughs> no pay slips, nothing whatsoever. So if the ATO is listening, um, I was under the tax-free threshold, so back off. Um, my second job, I also did tutoring on the side for a bit. That was a shambles, I will admit. I did a bit of selective school tutoring. I did a bit of year 10 maths, which was me just reading out of the Fitzpatrick textbooks for about half an hour. Uh, a read. I, I, a read. Again, that was a cashy. Um, so again, ATO, piss off. Um, and then my third job was with Vodafone, which, uh, which I've talked about on this podcast for a bit. Um, notoriously. With, <laughs> notoriously, for better or for worse. Um, then I worked for the accounting firm last year and then my current job right now. So that's five. Well done, Migs. I knew them all. Knew them all. He's four from four. Kush is three and Rhodes three. All right. So my next question is relating to my time at Vodafone. So this is multiple choice. So which of the following events happened during my time at Vodafone? A, <laughs> both my manager and assistant manager got fired because of time fraud. B, a co-worker got fired for homophobic comments. C, we failed to open the store one morning because everyone was hungover and no one brought the store key. Or D, <laughs> all of the above. I'm going to lock in D, all of the above. Rose, I'm going to like lock in D. I'm going to go D as well. That is absolutely correct. All three of those things did happen. <laughs> as I said, notoriously. And that I was all, all the same there, store as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was there for C, the one where you guys got locked out. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. you walking into where I was working. You were like, yeah, I got locked out. Actually, so. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Both Ro and Kush was there that day when that happened. It was a fine Sunday morning on a, I think it was April. <laughs> 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 Warm winter's morning. Yeah. I just remember. I remember asking Seth, like, "What time's your break?" He's like, "Anytime, baby." I'm like, all right. <laughs> haven't clocked in. <laughs> I rocked up. The other two were standing outside. Like, why haven't you opened the store? They both very dusty. Both forgot the key. And I'm like, "Oh well, I'm going for a walk." So I visited Kush's store, who was just about two minutes from us. And then I walked downstairs to your store row, 
I was I was having an excursion. I was getting paid for it. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> didn't the uh, didn't your uh, the bloke had to come back from his long weekend to um, open up the store? Yeah, drive so four the, hours down. The, the manager lives up the coast, and he was having a couple of days off, and then he had to drive all the way back down to open the store at like one o'clock in the afternoon for four <laughs> hours when it closed at five on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the phone like, there's no point. Just we'll close the day. It's all good. There's no need. <laughs> Didn't listen. Um, anyway, so the next question is, what year did I get my driver's license in? Um, and I mean by P's here. So not L's, P's. 2016. All right, me's going 2016. Kush? I'm going 2015. And Rowie? Yeah, I was trying to work it out. So, because um, you didn't, you didn't drive us to school in year twelve. <laughs> no one asked. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I like this. Go on, continue. Like, I, I was the one doing the driving with another friend of ours. So in the definitely wasn't mom car. So, yeah, so I'm thinking like it. Ha- it have to be one year afterwards. I don't think you. Um, I don't think second year uni you were out without a license. So I'm going to say 2016 as well. That was what I was thinking as well, Mix. And yes, Rowie and Mix are both correct. October 2016 is Mix six from six so far. Well done, mate. Just, Mate, don't give me this, oh, I'm definitely the best friend nonsense. I mean, if we look at the stats, I, I am <laughs> the best friend. <laughs> look, you can contort stats the way you want, all right? All right, next question. Um, leading on from the driver's license question, what was my first car? Was it A, a Mazda 3, B, a Toyota Corolla, C, a Holden Barina, or D, Lamborghini Aventador? <laughs> Is this first car that you've bought or first car first that car you I drove? I drove, I drove. I'll give you a hint. It's not D. <laughs> oh, fuck, really? Uh, uh, was it the Holden? Was there a Holden involved? Sam strikes me as a Holden kind of guy. I had a Master 3. I'll lock in Holden. All right, so Roy's gone Holden. Kush? Oh, what's this? I'm going the Toyota. Oh, what's Kush this gone Toyota? And car. Manny. What is your answer? I'll, mate? Go, I'll go Holden. Corolla seems no, a bit too, no. too obvious. And yes, you're both correct. It was the Holden Barina. <laughs> She's <laughs> um, no, hands in heads. The game at this point. He's just got the same answer. No, it was Ryan one of the two. And the lead. You drive a Corolla now, don't you? I drive a Corolla now. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so I, was, I knew there was a car before that. I didn't know if you also had a Corolla. That one barely constituted as a car, though. That Holden. Um, barely. Didn't you anything. tape up? Didn't you tape up the uh, the the gas thing? The the, the the petrol tank was. Yeah, the <laughs> petrol cover was taped up. My windscreen wipers were taped up. The side view mirror was taped up. <laughs> Very little in this car worked. Um, this one's got. This is a question that I, none of you are going to get, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So that car was actually my sister's car, and she named it. What was that car's name? Is it A. Joey, B. Zoe, C. Chloe, or D. Muhammad? Ah, uh, your sister. You know, irony. My good friend. Um, <laughs> her, her and I, her and I have beef, uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, she follows me on Instagram, so uh, you know, I feel like I know her pretty well. Um, she seems me strikes me as a type to want a female as a car, so I'm going to say Zoe as my answer. So Rowie's gone Zoe. I'm going uh, Joey. Kush's gone Joey. I'm going Mana Chloe. All right, and Rowie is correct. It is oh, Zoe. Honey. Let's go. We're back oh, here, boys. Clean sweep is off. Um, I just want to say, does anyone name their car here? Because I know one of our friends named his car Natasha, which is a strange name for a car. No, no, I just named my member. Can't say I do. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I'm glad no one heard that, Ro. <laughs> just you. All right, go on. All right, next question. Um, so when I got my current car, the Toyota Corolla, I traded Zoe in. How much did they give us for Zoe? So again, another multiple choice. Was it $2,000? B, $1,000? 
C, $500, or D, $0. Is there not more to your life than your previous <laughs> and current car, Sen? Look, I, I could think about it an hour ago, all right? I I'm, I'm, I missed the question. What was the question? Nah, too bad. You decided to make a smart ass comment. <laughs> you, you made your choice. Live with it. A, B, C, O, D, music. I remember it's multiple choice. That's all I need. 25%. Oh, all right. I'm going to go. Let, let Migs go first. Yeah, Migs, you go first. You go first. <laughs> D. Do I subscribe to the exam technique of always going C when you're unsure? I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a B man when I'm unsure. Yeah, I, need to know my, no, I need to know my previous answer. I'm a pattern sort of guy. Mm. I, li- I like to evaluate the pattern. There's no pattern in this. I was like, that's me being sure there's no pattern in this. C. All right, he's going C. Whatever the fucking number that was. $500. <laughs> Kushagra. Yeah, I'm going uh, C as well, 500 Rowie? So this is a big time play. Is this the last question or is there one more? Nah, there's one more after this. <sighs> All right. Because you, you taped up a lot of your car. There was a lot of things wrong with it, but I don't, I don't imagine <laughs> the value was $0. I, I don't think that's even possible, is it? So I'll lock in C as well, 500 so yes, it actually was five hundred. But what happened first? <laughs> yes, I'm shit house. My we way. told the dealership bloke we have a car we want to trade in, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let's have a look at it." We walked outside. We pointed to the Holden, and the guy looked at us and said, "I'll pay you guys to take the car back home and never bring it back." <laughs> <laughs> he said it's only worth about a hundred dollars of scrap metal, but he gave us five hundred bucks for it anyway. Big, so Big up that guy. So going into the last question, Migs and Ro are both on eight points, and Kush is on five. Oh, give us the double points bonus. Here. All right. There is a bonus point for this one, so oh. this could split the difference. Um, so which of the following university subjects did I get my lowest mark in? Was it A, Fins 1613, B, Microeconomics 2, C, Fins 3625, or D, Econ 1203? I just hear a lot of numbers. Mm. I just see a one, two, three. I don't know. I, think, I, I think, completely missed everything there. Do you want me to give you? <laughs> I think some of the boys. I think no, I think some of the boys in this call have an experience with that last one. No, you all took that last subject. I just want to put that out there. A is an easy subject. A is an easy subject. Oh, stats is very easy. I completely passed that one. And sorry, let me. <laughs> and you get a bonus point if you guess the mark I got for it. Ooh. Okay. All right. So we're judging. You're yeah, judging like I'm thinking. You know, low fifties for all of them. Um, <laughs> I would say it's stats. That was a hard subject. That was a difficult subject. How did you go on that one? Oh, that's pretty um, easy. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking? Yeah, no. Nah, I'd yeah. prefer not to. Um, nah, I failed. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Tough subject. First, my actual my actual first semester at university. One of the first subjects I did was stats, and I got a forty-eight with no supplementary. Thank you very much, USW. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it's stats, and for the bonus point, I'm going to say it was a 60... I'm going to say it was 51. All right. Kush? I'm going to go for C, the fin subject, and I'm going to go for 58. And Miguel? No, it has to be. It has to be stats. But I remember doing it after and confiding in you after the final because it was shit hard and I answered about half of it. Did you beat me? Because I got like 56. Do I remember you saying you beat me? Ah, uh, no, I'll go for stats and 53. All right. So the answer is stats. Um, and I got a 54. Oh, close, close answer. Closest answer. No, Rory, this is no closest answer. No. I said 51, but that's not, that's not, what are you talking about? This is no closest answer. Nonsense. That was not <laughs> no, specified. I wanted to rob it right here, right now. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I thought you would get it. Uh, I just wanted to bring this stats up to uh, mention one of our good friends who, who did the stats subject with me. 
And uh, he told me he had like a cheat sheet in his pants. Oh, no, sorry, in his shoes. And so in the final exam, he he got up like maybe three or four times to go to the toilet to use the sheet sheet. <laughs> anyway, a couple of months later, we get our exam results back. And I ask him, oh, how'd you go? Like, you cheated. Surely at least you passed, right? He's like, nah, mate, I failed. And I'm like, oh, that's all right. Are you going to do it again? He's like, nah, I can't do it a third time. All right. So after that, Rohit's on nine, Migs is on nine, and Kush is on five still. Um Kush Boss, congratulations. Thank you. Hang on. Much. Good work. All right. So we've got a tiebreaker question here for you two. Sorry, Kush, you're out of this one. Um, and the question is, who is my favorite musical artist? Is it A, Coldplay, B, Post Malone, C, Glass Animals, or D, ABBA? I'm going to lock in Coldplay. Ah, you bastard. Post Malone is up there, but it can't be. Glass Animals, surely, Sandy. And Tell me I'm right. Miguel takes it at the end and he wins. It is indeed Glass Animals. Oh, I think it's the highest scoring one we've had. Kush got five in the end. Migs got 10. Zach. Rohit got nine. And so at the end of the four rounds of the best friend check, the final scores are Ro got 15 across four rounds. That's re- it's reasonable. It's reasonable. Didn't pass. Didn't pass, no. Kush got 12. <laughs> That's a win in my books. <laughs> Migs got nineteen and a half. Fuck. And the winner is me with twenty. <laughs> oh. He still got twenty. He didn't even play the fourth one. I didn't even play the fourth one. <laughs> I don't think any oh, of us well. passed because we had bonus points. So none of us passed. Yeah, none of us passed, but I am the best friend. This is Cuck or Be Cucked. Cuck or Be Cucked. This is the segment where we give you tips on how to alpha those who have alphaed you. So boys, do we have any cucking stories? Yeah, I've got one for this week. Uh, we'll start off with our glorious leader, uh, Mr. Scott Morrison. So this week, our prime minister got absolutely cucked this week by your average uh, average Joe. And so I'm sure you guys have seen the video. Um, he was standing basically on some bloke's house on his lawn, um, and he was just announcing some um, stimulus package for construction or some shit. Anyway, it was a pretty pretty middle-of-the-road stuff, nothing interesting happening. And then out of nowhere, the the owner of the house walks out, looks at ScoMo, and tells him and his cronies, the, the media blokes, to absolutely piss off. <laughs> and ScoMo, what does ScoMo do? He, he's been challenged here. He's the Prime Minister of Australia. What does he do? He's like, sorry, sir, sorry, sorry. And he tells everyone to get off the lawn, and they move immediately. And he's been cucked by a bloke who looks, you know, in his mid-40s, well past his prime. He looks, he's, he looks like he's had a few bevies as well. And if, if the <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia can be cucked by someone like that, you know, what, what, what hope is there for the rest of us? But I open it up to you guys. Prime Minister got cucked. What should he have done in this situation? How could he have reversed this cucking? Yeah, look, to me, there's there's two ways this can go down. ScoMo can be either very aggressive in his cucking or he can be very passive in his cucking. The very aggressive option is that he whips out his dong and takes a piss on the lawn. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells him, welcome, <laughs> this is your new fertilizer, brother. <laughs> and then that's it. That's a very Reseed aggressive cucking. <laughs> Yeah, or 
He takes a very passive cocking and he whips out maybe a couple of beers. Why does he have to whip out anything? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say whip out pre-prepared urine. <laughs> the only way ScoMo wins this is if he whips out something. That's it. <laughs> so you're thinking the more you're thinking the more familial approach, you know. Offer him a couple of beers, say sorry, you know, my bad. Here's a corona for you. Here's a corona for me. See, I think the thing is what that bloke did, he did something very Australian, you know, he didn't care. He was a prime minister. He's, he was just like, you know what, it's my lawn, get off. Alex Scomo, if he wants to top that, he needs to do something just as Australian. That's the way I'm thinking. Yeah, he cowed in fear. He cowed in fear. He did not take the mateship approach, which is poor from him. Mm. Did, did the man, you know... Obviously, at, at this point in time, this is not the full tale of the story. Um, this is a big cucking at the moment. But did the man lose some cuckatoos by explaining the reason why he wanted him to get off the lawn? He says, you know, come on, guys, just reseated. You know, does he lose points for explaining that? No, I, I don't think so. I think that gives him more, more reason. I, I'm going to give him more cockatoos. No, I give him more because he took control of the situation. Exactly. It was a huge alpha. He didn't just say, get off my lawn. He's like, get off my lawn. I just reset it. You know what? He should have said he bought it from Bunnings as well, the new seats. That would have been more <laughs> cockatoos for him. Absolutely. He should have brought out the receipts and be like, if you want to stay on my lawn, here's the price. Here's the cost. Here's how long it took me to receive this. You go ahead and do it. <laughs> to, to be fair. Was, more points there. More points. In ScoMo's defense, he did cuck him first by having the press conference on yes, his own. even ask him for permission. Right. So, so this Ooh, that just, is a new angle. He was just returning serve here. So I think it, it cancels out, really. So one Yeah, all, but he didn't double down. No, if he did that, he didn't double down. As soon as he got called out for it, he, he's like, oh, sorry, mate. He ran away. He moved. If he wanted to cuck him, he would have stayed on and be like, mate. This is your property, but this is my country. You Once again, up. a bit of a, a bit of philosophical question: Is an unintentional cuck just as powerful as an intentional cuck? No, mm. intentional ones are definitely much better. Intentional is it's it's like a mind game. You, you're really you know you're putting yourself on you know right into their shoes, literally stepping into them, just be like, look, no, back off. It's the intentional, hundred percent. That's way more. But mm. who gets more cuckatoos? So Scobo has done the first cuck. That's what he's done. He's he's done mm. the first airstrike there. He stepped onto the lawn. <laughs> You know, he's done it. Perfect. How many cockatoos does he get to the, for that compared to the man coming out saying, get off my lawn? Now, if you're talking about intentional versus unintentional, he's got to get less points purely for the fact that it was unintentional. Maybe five mm. cockatoos. Do we give out five? No, nah, that's way too many. I thought right? we were on like a one to two <laughs> to three basis. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while right. since we've done that, right? He gets, he gets half a cockatoo. Half a cockatoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'm going to row there. I would give one to ScoMo. Um, for cucking the bloke, but I'm giving two to the bloke because purely because the you look at the power differential. One's just an average Joe, the other's the prime minister of Australia, and he told him yeah. to piss off. So he's getting two for mm. that for me. Then does Scomo lose some cockatoos the way he got cucked, the way he dealt with the situation? He didn't, you know, try and explain. Didn't try and control it. He he submissed. He's what's the word? Submissive. Submitted. Mm-hmm. submitted. He submitted. Yeah, no, I, the media is on him as well. I mean, that, that adds value to the cockatoos. There's a, there's a monetary value to that cockatoo, the fact that it's being, you know, mm. publicly shown around the world. You know, ScoMo has been, you know, literally he's been cucked globally, and that's not a good sign. I, I don't think, perhaps he doesn't even get a cockatoo. He gets negative cockatoos if that's possible. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He has to lose some. Like, it's such a poor display from him. Natural born leader, my ass. No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I disagree. I don't think he loses any because of the original cuck is independent of the man on the lawn's cucking. You know what I mean? Like the man on the lawn actually gains more. Correct. The man gains more simply, like you mentioned, Kush, 
because you shamed him not in front of just the media, he shamed him in front of the world. So yeah. I, I'm going to actually give this man the most cucking points this show has ever recorded. I'm going to give him 10 cuckatoos. <laughs> but, but, but did he know he was going to the world? Was the world part unintentional? And as we said before, <laughs> the precedent is the unintentional cucks get less points. <laughs> right, there has to be a method to the madness, boys. You can't just be giving cuckatoos willy-nilly. All right, these are prize possessions. <laughs> Listeners, if you've managed to keep up with this, well done to you. I've genuinely lost count. Lads, we're going to need a definitive answer. Who? He does not get 10. It was unintentional. <laughs> you set precedent, Row. This is on you. In this scenario, who came out on top? Who was the ultimate cuck and who was the cuck old? And how the many cuckatoos are we giving? The average Joe, average Joe comes out on top, 100%, as Kush said. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how many cuckatoos are we awarding? With two. ten cuckatoos, as I'm going with Roach, I think I think we can set a record here. We're giving him ten cuckatoos. He gets a cuck island to himself. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so in this first scenario, the average Joe gets ten cuckatoos. Yeah. All right. I've got a second scenario for you boys to to weigh in on. Um. So I, I didn't experience this story myself, but my friend has given me the story. So he's um going out 9 p.m. 10 p.m. on a dark winter's evening. Um. He's going out to the shop, pizza shop, bought a pizza for himself, seen a homeless man on the street. He's thought, you know what, I might do the good thing here um, and, and maybe buy him a couple of pizza slices to, uh, to send him off and, and hopefully, you know, feed his stomach. He goes to the homeless man. He says, here, mate, I've bought you uh, meat lovers. Obviously, the bloke is not a meat lovers fan. He throws it back in his face. No, thank you for the pizza I've already eaten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was obvious. He's a Supreme fan. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. You know, he's brought the wrong serve of pizza, but this is the, this is the cucking. So my friend has, you know, offered up generously his slices of pizza to this man. And the homeless man has just turned him away, said, no bingo, mate. I've eaten for the day. You can take that pizza and shut up your ass. (laughs) Word for word. (laughs) I'm obviously taking a bit of creative license there, but, you know, in essence, he's turned around and cocked him. I think that's a pretty big cock. I don't know. This is a tough one, you know. From the perspective of the homeless man, you know, you shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you. But then from your mate's point of view, mate, like when? When did he ask for the pizza? Like why are you going out of your way to give him the pizza? (laughs) Imagine doing a good deed. I don't know. (laughs) Who asked you to do that? It looks condescending to me. I don't know. Mm, Mate, the man's on the street with a blanket. I don't think it's condescending to offer him a slice of pizza. How many? See, the thing is, it's it's a big cuck from the homeless man, and power to him. Like he he has sent this man flying. He's just gone. This man's finished. Like think about it. You're giving food to a homeless person, and this and he's just like, turned no. you down. He <laughs> turned you down. He doesn't want to eat. So well, then what do you do? <laughs> we, we yeah, he'd rather the... eat nothing than eat your pizza. That's exactly. essentially what's happening. And so I guess in in the in the scomo scenario, we looked at the power hierarchy, and then obviously there's a power hierarchy here, but. Now it's the other way. The the homeless man is the scourge of society, and your mate, I guess, is just another <laughs> average Joe. But this time, the scourge has come on top of the average Joe. I like to say I would not classify the homeless man as scourge, but his uh, sends opinions, and they do not reflect the opinions oh, no, of the no, podcast. Don't throw on the bus. Let's let's entertain this man. All right, it's fine. Send so um. Yeah, Don't call know, Scourge then, Ro. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. The power, the pandemic, the pandemic. You're right. Is is uh, turned upside down, but how? Big is the cucking here from this man. I think if you look at you know economies of scale, you had ScoMo and the average show, and then now we've got basically the same kind of disparity mm. between you know two two members of society, but it's swapped here. So I think we have we gave ten cockatoos to the average show here. I I'm saying we got to give ten to the homeless man as well. 
obviously he can get he can buy nothing with these cockatoos by the way he's still going to be homeless but you know it's Fuck me i think I, i'm gonna give this man i think it's got to be somewhere between eight to ten cockatoos just purely for the fact that food you know is an essential item and the homeless there's there's a contextual relevance there and I, th- I think perhaps we give this man 10 cockatoos as well. I want to throw out a hypothetical situation. Mm. Let's say, all right, you, Ro, you said it was a meat lovers. What if your friend went back to the pizza shop, let's say bought a vegetarian, <laughs> a veggie mm. supreme, so to speak, and, you know, came back and be like, is this more your fancy? Came back with different flavor. Is that a big, is that, what is the, what are the cucking implications on that? No, he, he leaves himself open to a double cuck. It doesn't <laughs> happen often. It is a tough, it's, it's tough. <laughs> It's tough to get a double cuck and yeah. he's risking the possibility because maybe not. It's maybe it's not the vegetarian or the meat lovers. Maybe it's a Domino's versus Pizza Hut kind of situation. Maybe he wants Eagle Boys. You know, who knows? <laughs> I don't think anyone in their That's life has musty. said they want an Eagle Boys. Uh, no, on that point, though, I was thinking like, we're thinking about the hypotheticals. Here. How could this man reverse the cucking? Yeah, that's what I'm, is, is it an irreversible situation we're facing? No, I, I think he can do it. You know what I was thinking? Perhaps he goes to Kmart. He buys a tent, comes back with a tent. <laughs> Says, here you go. Go on. <laughs> he provides the tent to him. What would the homeless man do? He sure would he refuse that? The man has a blanket, as you said. Look, but he's turned down food, an essential item, the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, boys. <laughs> Maslow. <laughs> here we go. If he's turning down that, he could turn well, down well, anything. What do we have to offer the man? Cocaine? Is that what we have to do? Bloody crack heroin? He's not. He's he's not turning down the tent. All right. It's like. Housing, you're right. I think I think the only the only way that he can you know get the cuck back, I would say, is is probably sit down with the man. I was I thought you were gonna go buy a tent and be homeless himself and just join the man on his endeavor. <laughs> oh dear me! But anyways, all right, let's go. In summation, I, I think this is dragged on for way too long. I like the um, notion that the homeless man is an Eagle Boys Ultra. <laughs> he just only eats Eagle Boys. I, I, I do. Before we wrap this up, I do want to bring up one more point. I mean, I think we should take a step back and maybe look at look at this holistically. You know, a high level view. And if you think about it, the homeless man may have dished out ten cockatoos to your mate, but really, society has dished out you know hundreds of cockatoos to this man. <laughs> so, in the grand scheme of things, you know, if you look at the the zero sum game here, you know, the balance of it. This man is still a negative cockatoo. So really Well, it's like when you buy a can of Coke and return the can for five cents. I was saying he's still down ninety five cents. It's still a net yeah. Yeah, it's still, still net lost. Um we can't but, be comparing homeless people to cans of Coke. We just can't. We can't. <laughs> oh dear. What a oh. All right, let's sum this up. Let's sum this up. I think the way he could have cocked him is perhaps t- tap on those other two needs regarding water and shelter. That's how mm. um, your your friend could have, you know, reversed the cucking. But I think I'm, I'm going to give the homeless man t- 10 cucks here as well. Power to him. Mm, I agree with that. Alrighty, boys. Uh, the much-anticipated Eddie Wu subscriber count, 961,000 subscribers as of today. Um, let's see if we can get him to 1 mil. YouTube to 1 mil, hashtag. I've also got a, what did we learn this week? Um, I learned that homeless people prefer Eagle Boys pizza. Mm. I, I learned that um, I can't actually say the word dynamic properly. We all knew that, Ro. Anyways, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you can get notified whenever we post an episode. 
You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Critical Banter, where you can submit any questions for us or stories for any of our segments. All the links for the above is on our website, criticalbanter.com. And as always, don't forget the Google Docs.